What's going on, everybody? This is Men of Warfare Podcast back again, episode number two. I'm sitting here with Evangelist Dakota Davidson. We're going to touch tonight on uh, pretty much just four simple uh, stages of prayer. We're going to discuss repentance, thanksgiving, intercessory, and supplication. And we're just going to touch base and won't go real deep on things, but it is almost 12 o'clock here, so it's getting pretty late. Um, but decided we'd do this while we were together. Um, so without further ado, we're going to jump right in here and, uh, I want to turn over the floor to Brother Dakota. We're going to go through this and discuss. First, we'll start off with repentance and we'll just start from there and go on through these. Uh, first off, it's important to, uh, get the definition of repentance and I know a lot of us yeah no matter what church setting that we grow up in it's always preached on or should be uh, of repentance and uh, making things right with God and accepting God into your life and, and repentance is not just a, a a prayer that you pray or a uh, um, it's not necessarily just a guideline of words that you go by. It's not anything particular that's got to be a repeat after me type prayer. But repentance is is a it's it's a heart thing. Right. Uh, the definition to repent is to uh, turn away from. Uh, it's not. I know a lot of people, uh, especially in the uh, the church circles and stuff that we fellowship with. A lot of us, we think that repentance is uh, going to the altar and uh, if you're not crying and uh, you, your tears ain't staying in the carpet or um, you're not you know, laying on your face and that's, that's not true repentance. But, but true repentance is not necessarily in the moment of your emotions. True repentance is the fruit after you get up from that experience with God. Uh, more importantly than the length of time that you spend in a prayer of repentance is how long you stay repented. Because uh, like we said in you know in the beginning, repentance, the definition of repentance is to turn away from. Um, if, you, if you lay before the Lord at a church service or at an altar call and, and you cry and your emotions is shook, but your heart never changes, then that's not true repentance. Uh, I've seen people go to an altar uh, and their emotions not be as vibrant as what we think we should you know they should be in and uh, you know and you know and I've been guilty of it myself early years uh, well you know looking back and saying well that person that person didn't mean it you know <laughs> that person but that person may still be living for God today um, because it's not it's not the length of time that you spend in prayer and in crying and in the the catching up of your emotions because your emotions is not what saves you. It's the turning away from sin and accepting God in your life to be a yeah. leader and a guider. That's what saves you. And we can't walk in any other doors that God has for us or, you know, as far as the doors of salvation or anything like that. You can't cross into any kind of depth of a relationship with God without first crossing the bridge of repentance. And like we said a couple different times, repentance is the act of turning away from. Right. 
you want to add anything on that? Well, I'm just going to read a scripture right here where uh, uh, where Jesus told him in Luke 13, chapter 13, verse 5, he said, I tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So, I mean, listen, like, like you said, you know, it's turning away from your sins. It's, you know, it's that sorrowful, that regret and remorse for everything that you've done and have done and uh, everything before coming to God and all that stuff. You have to... It's not. It's one thing to say I'm sorry, and then just not mean it at all. But it's one thing to come to God with a sorrowful heart, like a contract, with a broken contract spirit. Because unless you're broken, you're, there, there's there's no true repentance. Because you got to fully be broken, and you have to be. I mean, that's right. I mean, just well, that's, see, that's like we was talking in the beginning, uh, and we were gonna touch on uh, convictions. To a degree, uh, right. but uh, as far as true repentance, without conviction, there is no true repentance. Right. Because um, the Bible says that no man comes to God unless the Spirit draws him. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spirit's not going to tug you and and compel you to come to the altar and leave you the same way that you came. If if the Spirit of God is pulling on you and pulling on your heart strong enough to get you to the altar. Chances are your conviction is bubbling on the inside so strongly that it is working godly sorrow, and uh, that's that's what a lot of the church lacks nowadays is a godly sorrow that will work repentance because you can't turn away from something unless you feel remorse for what you've done. And a lot of people now, it's almost like when you was a child and. Uh, you, you know, you walk in, you, your mom and your daddy walk in, and you got your hand in the cookie jar, and you're not sorry that you was getting cookies. You're sorry because they caught you getting cookies. Exactly. And that's the way the church has almost begun with God. We've gotten to a place to where we're not, we're not sorry for our sin. We're sorry that God caught us in our sin. And we've got to get to a place to where godly sorrow works remorse in our lives to where we're we're like David because the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. And David was looked upon in a perfect way. The word perfect, if you look up the first place that perfect was ever mentioned in the Bible, there's a when you go to study the word, there's the law of first mention. Where the word is first mentioned at in the scripture, that's its truest meaning to the scriptures throughout the whole book. That's its truest meaning. And when you look up the word perfect, it does not mean what we look at it to be as perfect. Uh, perfect in the scripture means mature. And so David was looked at to be perfect before God. But he wasn't perfect in the eyes of man. But he was mature in his relationship with God. And what made him mature with God it was not the fact that, like we said, he was perfect before man. But that he was had a, he had a heart after God. He was quick to repent. Um, David fell many times, but David never fell far enough away from God that he could not lift himself up with remorse for his actions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was not even, a lot of it was not have somebody having to tell him that he'd done wrong. Yes, there was a couple times throughout the Old Testament and even today's time to where God has sent a man of God. You know, God will send a prophet and he'll send a preacher. Um, he will send an evangelist to deliver a, a message, a word from heaven, to reveal where we have slipped, where we have failed, 
And although that, you know, the prophet came to David a couple times and, you know, was able to reveal his sins to him, there was never a time that when David got the revelation of his sins that he was not quick to repent because he knew that repentance was the only way to true relationship with God. That's the door to every every other aspect of God can only be seen through the lens of repentance. Right. See, and that's. I seen something I posted on Facebook the other day, and you talking you talking about repentance and everything. It's that you know we, for we we all know that the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. And there was a post on Facebook that said if the wages of sin were paid immediately, sin wouldn't look so good. Because that would as soon as you sin, if you fall dead, and everybody's seen you when you sin, fall dead, or you fell dead just because some. Then they would know something wasn't right, just like walking to the holiest of holies, when mm -hmm. the priest would go in when they didn't have the, hear those bells ringing anymore. They knew, okay, well he was living a sinful life. Therefore, that repentance at the brazen altar must not have really been true repentance because he didn't really fully repent yep. what he'd done. Therefore, that sacrifice was no good. So when we come to the altar and we bring ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, are we truly being holy and acceptable? Or I got a note here that you told me a few months back. Do we pray out of guilt? Or we're praying out of true repentance. Yep. So like you said with the cookie jar, we feel bad because we got caught getting that cookie out of the cookie jar, but we still take that cookie out and eat it even though we were caught. That's right. If we really felt bad about getting that cookie, we'd put the cookie back and shut the lid until Mom and Dad said we could get a cookie the next time. Yep. And but see, when God tells us not to do something, and we think, well, God, well, but he's not here right now. I can go ahead and sneak this in or whatever. I can pray and get repentance next time. Well, if God's been called a sin in the Bible, and we go back and if we go back and do it, well, there's a sin. There's a, there's a death to sin, and then there's a death not unto sin. So, the, but that's unto us. Which one we have to go back and we have to decipher for ourselves, like what we truly believe, and then the repentance comes in. Then what? That's right. And uh, I like one of the things that you were talking about. It kind of struck something in me. Uh, you was talking about the the high priest. See, that's the reason why that God made Himself high priest when. Uh, when he was when he rode himself in flesh, that flesh was the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. That lamb was also made high priest unto men. We, the reason why that we don't we we cannot live and we cannot operate right as the church now underneath priesthood is because we we've got preachers and pastors and ministry right now that are they're taking on the thought of priesthood and why I say that is is because you said that the priest when he walked past the brazen altar that obviously it wasn't true repentance right. and what happens is is when you take on the mindset of the priesthood you get carried up in trying to repent for the people and not repenting for yourself right but unless you repent for yourself, you'll never be able to walk the sins of, of man and lead them into a repentance unto God. What, ma what, what made the flaw of the priest dropping dead in the holies of holies wasn't the fact that he wasn't doing his job. He was, he was doing his job. He made sacrifice. He carried it throughout the temple. He made burnt offerings for the people. He was making, he was making a repentance, a, a motion of repentance for the people, but in the process of trying to save the people, he forgot to help save himself. 
And so we've got churches and ministry that are so caught up in trying to help lead the people that they forget to lead themselves. And unless you make sacrifice on your personal altar for yourself, you'll never be able to help lead anybody else into true repentance. Right. It's got to start with personal repentance before you can ever lead anybody else into repentance. Right. And that's why, and I, I want to touch on this because this is this is where the whole belief system, and, you know, and on a religious on our on our bounds or grounds where we believe whatever. Uh, Acts two thirty seven, it says now when they heard this they were pricked in their heart, so that tells them something convicted them in their heart. It was that spirit of God for them. Exactly. So, all right. So they were pricked in their heart and said unto, and said unto Peter and to the rest of the disciples, men and brethren, what shall we do? So here's the thing. If you already know, then you wouldn't be asking. But these people didn't know. So here it is. We have the word of God laid before us. So we know because God's already told us what sins we should not do, what things we should not take part of. Therefore, if we know this and we've repented from them, that means we turn away from the things that we've said we've turned away from because we repented in the altar when we received the Holy Ghost, That whenever, whenever you got it. Yep. And then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So... People, people don't think repentance is is a serious deal. They think they can just say a prayer led by a preacher and then they're good and they're saved and to the day of redemption. But there's the thing is, if you didn't kneel, if you didn't go to the altar, if it, I mean, even if you didn't go to the altar at church, if you didn't repent in your car or on a sidewalk somewhere, if you didn't fully come to God and fully repent and turn from your wicked ways, then there's no way God heard from heaven. To heal your sins, or and and to, and to heal the land, or whatever. There's no way. There's no way that can happen unless there's true repentance. And there's no true repentance, and that means there's no spirit of God abiding within you, because there's no way God. God's not going to take a boat in somewhere that's that's unlawful and it's uh, unclean. But he's not going. He's not going to dwell in an unclean temple, because we got to keep His temple holy, un, holy and spotless. Yep. And I know. And don't get me wrong. I know we all sin. Nobody's. You know. Even Paul said. You know. We, we all fall short. We know nobody's perfect, but it's it's the and I know it's the small the small foxes that that spoil the vine, but you know another thing is that we all know right from wrong. We all know to flee fornication. We all know to resist the devil. We all know not to commit adultery, not to not to uh, cuss a brother out, not to you know sling a hammer across the room when you smash your finger or whatever when you're working on a you know building a shed or something. We all know these things, but we can't we can't do can't all that stuff. But we all we all know this. But it's it's just one of those things I don't think people take serious, like you said earlier. Well, they don't. Some people don't take repentance serious enough to know to turn away from everything. Like I said, we still got our hand in the cookie jar, but we keep eating that cookie, even though Mama said no. You know, somebody referred to it one time as a as as like a sin as a credit card. You know, I'll, I'll keep swapping this credit card because I know I ain't got to pay for it right now. One of these days, you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to cash up. You're going to have to cash in for everything you've done, whatever. And if you ain't repented and turned from it and paid off all that, you know, forgot all that debt that was owed, because Jesus paid off all the debt. But that don't mean you got to keep sinning all the time because it's not a you sin freely whenever you get ready type deal. It's some serious stuff. Anyways, so we're going to leave repentance. Hope that wasn't too hard for some people, but it's the word. If it's tight, it's right. Let's go. Let's go with Thanksgiving. Being thankful of all things, I know I'm, I'm over here and let's see. 
um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. I'm going to read it real quick. Because uh, it's going to touch on actually two of them that we're fixing to talk about. Philippians 4, verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. So we're going to touch on Thanksgiving real quick. I'll let you start on that one too. Uh, some very familiar scripture. Just to open that up. Psalms 104. I don't know if you've had that wrote down or not. But, mm-hmm. uh, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Uh, I know when you when you hear thanks, you know being thankful, Thanksgiving prayer, um, it sounds very uh, very simple, very uh, elementary. But uh, the channel, uh, because prayer prayer is in different channels. Uh, there's never a time that if somebody is hungry enough that they should ever, if they're serious about their prayer time and you know set serious time apart to pray. There's never a time that you should not get a breakthrough. Uh, there's different channels of prayer. If you're praying in one one channel of prayer and you're not getting anywhere, change channels. Uh, but uh, just for sake of this conversation, uh, we're going to refer to it as channels. The channel of uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving prayer, is more than just telling God how thankful you are. Second uh, Corinthians chapter four verses fifteen and sixteen says, "For all things, for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Being thankful to God does more." Than just taking time out of your day to say, God, I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. The being thankful when you start setting up thanks to God, it it goes up as in a sacrifice. See, the Bible says that your sacrifice is a sweet smelling savior of to the to the nostrils of God. And so, what happens is different sacrifices that you offered. If you go back and study Leviticus and the sacrifices of Leviticus, each sacrifice, there was different sacrifices for different reasons, and each one of them had a different animal that was offered for different sacrifices. When you offer up Thanksgiving, it don't just do something for God, but it does something for you. And although you feel like it's being a waste of time, because you're not, you're not, and we're going to get to supplication, but because you're not praying for your need or you're not praying for somebody or you're not praying for it. You feel like it's almost a, a waste of time. So a lot of us will say, you know, God, I thank you. God, I praise you. Uh, thank you for your many blessings. You know, thank you for this. Thank you for that. And then we move on. But when you start dwelling in Thanksgiving, I, there has been times, and I have, you know, in my ministry, uh, that I have gotten the church, the places that we have been preaching or, you know, holding revivals, I have got people... Uh, together in corporate prayer to pray in that channel of thanksgiving. And if there's not a breakthrough in a service, if there's not a breakthrough in revival, when you break the pride of the people and you want true humility, pray thanksgiving. 
uh, because when you set everything else to the side and start thanking God for what you do have, and you start thanking God for what he has done, and you start thanking God for who he is and for what he done for us when he hung on the cross and shed blood, when you start thinking about all that, there's nothing, there's nothing about that that will not move you. And so when you start thanking God and praying and thanksgiving, what does Second Corinthians say? It says it helps grace abound through the might, through thanksgiving, and many reabound to the glory of God. So it helps grace abound in your life. It, where, where thanksgiving to God is, the glory is going to be. His glory is going to be. And in verse 16, it says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So when you, when you give thanksgiving unto God, he, he he helps you with a renewed spirit. When you give thanksgiving unto God, he, it does something for your inward man. Right. When you start thanking God, it does something much more than what you can see on the natural because the outward man, the outward man is going to perish. Scripture even says in verse 16, though my outward man perish, my inward man is renewed. What is it renewed by? It's renewed by the glory of God and the abundance of grace when you start giving God thanksgiving. Right. Trying to look up some other scriptures here, but uh, well, I'll touch on something else while you're looking. Uh, I ain't trying to hog a mic or anything like that. You're good, but I just I gotta I, I gotta watch myself. I'll get some preach on me. But uh, in Second Chronicles, uh, chapter thirty-two, verses twenty-four and twenty-five, and this you've seen what the good things of giving thanks unto God is, but there's almost a mandatory. Uh, as far as a mandate of God to be thankful because God does not like a haughty spirit. He does not like pride because pride comes before fall. But verses 24, it says, In those days Hezekiah was sick to the death and prayed unto the Lord, and he spake unto him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefit done unto him, for his heart was lifted up, which means his heart was full of pride. Therefore there was wrath unto him and upon Judah and Jerusalem. So because Hezekiah wasn't thankful unto God, and he brought pride in his heart because God done something for him, he answered his prayer, but he wasn't thankful. What God done was he brought wrath. It, it, it kindled God's anger. And when God's ang anger was kindled towards Hezekiah, he brought upon his family. Judah was the tribe. Okay, the area, the, the 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 home, the home team, pretty much the home tribe, and Jerusalem was the city, and so not only did the family feel it, the whole city felt it, for the wrath of God for one man not being thankful. So either you can go on, you can go on with pride and haughtiness and never thank God and, and kindle His anger, or you can do like the writer in Corinthians was talking, and you can give God thanks and have the abundance of grace and the glory of God strengthening your inward man and even though your outward man perish he'll renew you day by day right. just by giving thanks to god right right all right so let's touch on uh intercessory prayer now this is what i know you're really familiar with because uh, i know this helps break through this is where you get you out of the way and you focus on others because in this in this process, like he like he said, uh, talking about you know, and these are just four of them. There's there's more. Oh yes. But we just talked about these because, you know, this might go to somebody, um, 
that might hear this that you know they might be in church or they might not be in church just might touch ears that's never you know and i i just felt you know i just felt the need to you know start this podcast just to help somebody you know it ain't it ain't for fortune it ain't for fame it's just to help somebody it's to win another soul it don't matter how many followers how many people we got but if we just reach that one soul and plant a seed and then find a home church find a pastor and a man of god to sit under that's all this is for and you know we're touching repentance Thanksgiving, intercessory, and we're going to do a supplication next. The only reason we're doing these four and in that order is because you got to have repentance to turn away. you got to have Thanksgiving to thank God for what He's going to do. Not just for what He's already done, what He's going to do, like, we, like we've already talked about. In intercessory, you got to get you out of the way to pray for other people, to show God, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll lose my pride, I'll lose my humility, I'll lose my selfishness, I'll lose me trying to find you, but God, I'm going to put everybody else before me because this ain't this you know sometimes this is a selfish thing sometimes you do have to be selfish because you pray for somebody else so much and other things so much. sometimes there is a self but a lot of times when you really want to break through and you want to get through for, for you know to, to to really hear from god you've got to get you out of the way and pray for other people and through intercessory prayer you can pray you know for mom and daddy pastor coverings whatever but i found for me and i know you can elaborate on this is you know praying for other countries praying for missions here lately missions has been a big thing on i know on my mind and uh i know in the uh, the aljc organization or whatever the uh i think march 7th is the big mission mission day where everybody's going to pray for missions and uh send all that stuff whatever i'm not full details on that but i know something about march 7th um but i know uh yeah, praying for praying for missions, praying for uh, you know, like like we said, the, the loss, of course, praying for you know, orphans, widows, widowers, all the people, all the people that's you know, the homeless, you know, you pray for all those people before, and when you you can stop right there and pray for, ain't no telling how long, and there right there, you know, just a brokenness issue, you can get right there, you know, that right there, you take you back to repentance, because here's the thing, is everything you pray for with the intercessory, praying for other people. Then you realize how good you actually have it on a lot of things. A lot of people don't. And then you can go back and repent on things thinking, you know, God, I didn't know I really had as good as I thought I did. And then next thing you know, you're back in repentance and giving thanks for God that for things you've got that we take for, you know, for granted every morning. I know when I wake up every morning, I thank God for the job that I have. I thank God for the car that I have. I thank him for the breath. that He didn't have to wake me up this morning. You know, he could have chose to take me on out of this world. But for some reason, for some purpose, he still kept me here, and I thank and I thank him for that. But I, we didn't talk about Thanksgiving. We're, we're good for that right now. But mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about intercessory, and I'm gonna let you go ahead and take that one too, because I didn't run my mouth enough. No, no, you're fine. Uh, this is a sure show. I'm just privileged to be on it. So, uh, intercessory prayer is probably to it's probably one of the I know, like like I said, we was going to mention channels. That's probably the main channel that um, I reach out on, uh, that I really connect with God on. Uh, intercessory prayer. There's intercession. Anybody, anybody can pray intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer is simply just standing in the gap for a place or a person or a situation. Uh, but along with prayer, a lot of people that's called to pray are called into the place of intercessory prayer. 
there is a it's a ministry all on its own. Some of the greatest people that you'll ever meet in your life uh, with spiritual authority is not necessarily preachers behind a pulpit, but it's the little old lady in the church that God has called to be an intercessor. Right. Uh, there's so many testimonies upon testimonies and stories upon stories that I could uh, I could go into and uh, just just for a personal couple personal ones. Uh, there was a season in my life in my ministry uh, a little over a year ago, and uh, it seemed like I've got a I got a prayer journal, and uh, that's another thing. I people as they grow as as your prayer life grows and your walk with God grows, I encourage you to have a prayer journal. Uh, when you pray, when you feel something in your spirit while you're praying, if God drops something a word in your mind in your heart while you're praying, write that write it down. Um, you know, you don't have to go tell everybody. You know, it may not be a... You, God may not call you to be a prophet. He may have not called you to be a preacher. But if he speaks to you, that's your time uh, to listen. Because um, listening is just as much prayer as, as speaking. Because uh, prayer is just communication uh, from your heart. And there's no communication if it's just one, one-sided one conversation. Uh, so listening is just as much as prayer as speaking. Uh but there was a time, about a little over a year ago, that it seemed like God was really speaking to me uh, twice a month, uh, real prominently. And it was, it was prophetically. There's things that uh, the majority of it has come to pass already. Uh, some of it is, is coming to pass right now. Uh, but in, in that season, God was really taking me deeper into intercessory prayer. And there was, uh, on a couple, couple accounts... To where and see and let's get let's 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 get in right here. Let's just quick uh, take a quick little rabbit trail. Um, intercessory, true intercessory prayer, or as a intercessor, is praying in the spirit, praying right. in the Holy Ghost, uh, because the Bible says that the Spirit makes intercession, praying for the things that we don't know to pray for. For things that we don't know, with with prayers and with with utterances and with groanings, your spirit makes intercession. And so, oftentimes, uh, as an intercessor, there be times that you start out praying for somebody or for a situation that you do know of. Uh, and in that, you know, because when you're praying for you know intercessory prayer, one of the easiest ways to tap in to the channel of intercessory prayer. Uh, start praying for the things that move you, move your spirit. Uh, the children in the orphanages, the, the, the children that don't have families, uh, the homeless people, the people that have le the less fortunate. Um, when you start praying for those people and it starts moving the, a compassion in your heart, the love of God will start moving through you. And when the love of God starts moving through you, it's not too much longer that the Spirit of God starts moving through you. And when you start feeling that umption, uh, just like you would if you're in church, when you start praying, you start feeling God, uh, you start feeling the umption of the Holy Ghost to speak in tongues, the utterance. When you start tapping into that, there's a flow that comes. 
And with that flow comes intercessory prayer because what you're doing is you're taking off from the place that you know how to pray. And so you've prayed all that you can pray about that situation. You've prayed all the knowledge that you have about that. And intellectually, you, you've done run out of options. You've done run out of words. You cannot express and you cannot push it any further. But the Spirit makes intercession with prayers and with utterances and with groanings out of your innermost being. And with that, you start praying in in the Holy Ghost, and you don't understand what you're praying, but heaven knows what you're praying. That's right. And so, in the middle of intercessory prayer, that's when things are really, really shaken up in the spirit world. You're binding things, you're loosening things, you're helping people and situations be delivered. Um, and there, like I was getting to a while ago, there was a count uh, where I was praying one day. And I felt, and, and after after you you get into that place, you'll know when intercession is starting to come up on you in your prayer, uh, and you just yield to it, uh, just like you would when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you start speaking in tongues for the first time. You have to yield yourself to it. Uh, it's not a possession. It don't take you over. You yield your you yield your body. Bible says to yield your members to it. You yield your body to it. And so when you're praying uh, after you you know God's used you in intercession. You'll, you'll know, you'll get more familiar with it, and you'll know, and so I was praying one day, and I felt God lead me to intercessory prayer, and uh, as I was praying, uh, God showed me a vision, and I'm not going to go into a, a, a lot of deep details, but uh, it showed me a vision of a, a woman that I had never seen before, uh, and some situation that was going on. Uh, with her children and uh, you know some some other variants that was in their life uh, and I began to pray and the Holy Ghost just started pouring out of me and I I just began to intercede for this situation until I felt it lift how do you know it lifts there's a burden for a subject or a person when intercessory prayer when when the spirit of intercessory prayer is on you there's a burden for that when when that burden lifts when that burden lifts that's 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 when the, the intercession or that prayer that channel of prayer is over is closing when that particular burden lifts, um, and so I remember praying and praying and praying, um, you know, and just interceding for this woman and this and, and these these children, uh, until I felt that burden lift off of me. Uh, but I, after that, I seen the vision just as clearly as I would see anybody sitting in front of me. Um, and I was in my office praying that morning. And I got my notebook and I wrote into my prayer journal. Well, earlier that day, I was having a conversation. Uh, I believe it was with my mother. Uh, I was having a conversation with her, and I told her, I said, and we was talking about you know prayer and things. And I told her, I said, this is what God showed me this morning. I said, and He took me into intercessory prayer, and she said, Oh my God! And she began to tell me. And around the same time that God was using me to pray for this situation, there was a woman. Uh, where was that at? Indiana, where she was living. Mm -hmm. in, in Indiana, there was a woman in Indiana uh, that had gotten in touch with uh, my mother, and um, and the same scenario that God had showed me in a vision that morning was the same scenario that uh, was going on in her life. And I described the woman uh, that I had seen that God had showed me in that vision. I described uh, what she looked like, her hair. Uh, I described the little girl. Uh, that I've seen in my vision, I described the whole scenario, and uh, <laughs> my mother pulled up the picture of the of the woman, uh, and she said, "Oh my God!" And it was so vivid, and it was just so real. 
Uh, but that when you, when you get into a place, that's the kind of thing that God is wanting for people. Uh, there is such a need. I was talking to a uh, uh, a sister tonight uh, on the way here uh, from Tennessee, and I was uh, I was messaging her because the Lord had you know showed me that uh, He was leading her actually. Uh, I didn't even told you about this, but it was leading her actually into a ministry of intercessory prayer. Uh, and as I was talking to her about that, uh, she had told me, she said, I know, um, she told me I wouldn't, you know, I wasn't missing it that, you know, the Lord had been dealing with her about some things like that. And like I told her, I said, the reason why God's pulling you so strongly into intercessory prayers, because right now in the times that we're living in right now, more than ever, more than ever, God is needing intercessors in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was Sister Vestamangan said that an intercessory in the in the time of intercessory, that's the only place that you can be in three places at one time. You're in earth praying, yeah. you're in hell warring, and you're in heaven. And so, because you're in the spiritual places with God, you're battling hell, but you're on earth. And so, to me, to me, one of the most looked over and underrated warriors warriors of the army of God is an intercessor right. uh, it takes a toll on your body um, it takes a toll on you physically it takes a toll on you emotionally uh, but God is able to raise you up and give you strength uh, God is able if God called you he will equip you and I encourage anybody that has you know that's listening to this thing if you had felt God pull you into prayer, if you felt like you need to be praying more now than ever, if you're at work and God tells you to pray, if you're at home and you just feel urged to pray, I encourage you to start trying to tap in into the into the place of intercessory prayer. If you can think of anybody in your family, uh, anybody that you know uh, that has a need, pray for that person. Uh, and if you don't, you know, if you can't find anybody off the top of your head. Uh, like I said, pray for the people. Or pray for the little kids in the orphanages, um, the ones in the in the foster care programs, the ones that don't have mothers, that don't have fathers. Pray for the homeless. Pray for the things that touches God's heart, because intercessory prayer is filling the gap. Uh, you're 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 birthing something. See, because the power. Yes, God God could speak it all into existence and it could happen, but see, God uses vessels. The uh, the Bible says that the power. Of life and death is in the tongue. It does not. It's 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 the Bible and, and and the Word of God right there is not necessarily trying to push the issue that only death and life is in your tongue. God's trying to push the issue of the power that's in your mouth. The things that you speak have power to form. The Bible says, "Speak the th- the things that's not as though they were." So. God uses a vessel to start speaking things, to put the things in the atmosphere, speaking things that's not as if they were. And so what you're doing is you are being God's voice. When it comes to intercessory prayer, intercessory prayer is very prophetic because you're being the mouthpiece of God. And so it's not hear and repeat, hear and repeat as as a prophet, where a prophet will hear the voice of God and it just flows out, it just bubbles out. 
It's not hear and repeat as a prophet, but you are opening up your spirit and letting God himself channel through you with intercessory prayer because what you've done is you've allowed yourself to move out of the way with humility. You've opened up your vessel and you have allowed God to flow through you and it's the connection that you have gotten with the person's need and with God's heart. And God has chosen you and looked upon you and gave you the ability and the grace to be his mouth. And to me, that's one of the greatest honors there is, is to be able to flow in intercessory prayer to be God's mouthpiece. And if I could say anything else, closing out before I turn it back over to you on this subject, is nowadays we need more intercessors. We need more intercessors. If God pulled you into a place where you feel led to pray more, I, 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 I bid you to go and, and try to seek out a place of intercessory prayer to change your life and more importantly it'll change the life of people around you right all right so last one is uh uh we're going to talk about supplication next uh i honestly didn't think it was going to go this long uh i figured it might have been 20 minutes here we are coming up on 40 it's pretty good so anyways i'm gonna read that i'm gonna read that scripture one more time and then we're going to go back and we're going to talk about supplication. Um, Philippians 4 and 6. And I know uh, people use this a lot, you know, for an anxiety scripture. You know, because when it says be careful, you know, like careful here is caused, you know, is another word for, you know, anxious. So be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. I'm going to read that second verse, that in verse 7 too. It says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. And that supplication is a petition. You know, when you think of a petition, you know, you know, when, when you read, I think it was, I think it was, was it, I think it was Cornelius. Was it Cornelius in the book of Acts? I think it, I think it might have been. I have to look it up. But he prayed the same prayer, you know, and it, and, you know, and the prophet came to him and told him, you know, it, that your prayer had become up, had come up as a memorial to God. You know, he prayed for the same thing. He prayed the same thing. He kept praying for the same thing because he knew that if he kept praying about it, it wasn't doing it in vanity. It wasn't doing it in vain just to get on God's nerve. But sometimes, saying I've heard people pray, so sometimes you got to get on God's nerve because he won't see how serious you are. Yep. If you ever let up about something, you'll be like, well, obviously, you evidently wasn't that serious about it. You know, if you're serious about something, you know, like like you take, like you take, I'm not married. I know Dakota is. And he can probably tell you better than I can. But let's just say, you know, if, you know, if the wife comes at you and wants you to do something, she's going to nag you and nag you and nag you until you finally get up and go do it. And if you don't get up and go do it, then she's going to go do it herself. And then you're going to be like, oh, man, I should have went and done that because now you're going to have to hear for it. So the next project comes along. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with God because you got to be like, look, you know, God, here's the situation and here's what's going on. So here's my petition. Here's my memorial. I'm coming with you for, and I'm gonna keep praying this thing because, and people think, well, it's kind of dumb to pray the same the same thing over and over and over again. Well, no, it's not because here's the thing: if you got family members that are lost, you you can't you're not gonna just give up on them. And pray one prayer be done with it. You're gonna keep reminding God and keep reminding God and keep pushing and keep pushing because eventually, that barrier is gonna break and they're gonna give in. They're gonna be like, you know what? I don't know what's going on. Who's praying for me? But I've had it. I'm done. I'm gonna lay the pot down. I'm gonna lay the needle down. I'm gonna lay. 
I'm, you know, I'm going to turn off the VCR. I'm going to throw the dirty movies away. I'm going to, I'm going, to, I'm just going to, I'm going to put the beer down. I'm going to turn, whatever they're, whatever is hindering them. And it might not be that some people might have a gambling problem. Somebody, this, somebody might have something that we don't even know about. They sure you know about. And you might not even call it nothing now, but you just call their name to the Lord. Just, just tell them, you know what, Jesus, you know everything that they're going through. And I don't, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but something is holding them from working for you. And just keep bringing it up. Just keep bringing it up. Lord, I know you got a call. I know you got a call. I know you got a work for them to do. You know, show them the light. Show them this way. And eventually it's going to happen. I can't tell you how many times I've got a brother that's lost out in the world and everything. I can't tell you how many times he'll send me scriptures. He'll send me videos. He'll send me uh, gospel songs, whatever. Hey, you remember hearing this song? You remember this song growing up? Hey, what, about, what do you think about this scripture? And it's hard for me not to break down at work sometimes or... We'll be out on the golf course. Golf course. We'll be talking, whatever, and a gospel song will come on. He'll be like, "Hey, I remember that song growing up." No, yeah, really. Yeah, what do you think about it? Oh, you know, it's you know, whatever. Well, that's the thing, though, is because he's still got that pull, and that's, mm-hmm. he's still got that tug. It's dealing with him, but he don't want to turn over right now because he thinks, "Well, I still got plenty of time to live." Well, here's the here's the thing, you know, we're not supposed to take no thought for tomorrow for anything. Not what we're going to eat, eat what we're going to wear, what we're going to take to the next day because we're not promised it tomorrow. You know, so I mean, that's a uh, it's good stuff. But yeah, let's go back on the supplication thing. Um, supplication is like we were talking the other day. Now we talk about our needs. Now we're talking about you know the prayer and supplication and with Thanksgiving. So we're going to talk about our needs, and we're going to talk about the things we're going to thank God for what we not that we what he just what we're telling like demanding and expecting. What we're thanking him ahead of time for what we're praying because, you know, it could be, you know, a promotion on a job. It could be, you know, to make it to the gas station, you know, in the morning because you don't run out of gas. Because I know a lot of people, if you're like me or whatever, you like you want you want to wait till the next morning to get gas and wish you to get the night before and you praying to God, hoping that you make it to the gas station and you do. And the best thing you can do is thank God. You know, I know a lot of times we're you know, working, you know, like we talked about earlier, smashing a finger, you know, sometimes instead of Whatever I like, I, I thank God I got a finger to smash. I mean, because I know it's getting late here, <laughs> but you know, I, I thank God sometimes I got a I got a finger to smash because if I didn't have that finger to smash, I'd be, you know, down and depressed, whatever. But, but yeah, you got anything you want to talk about? Nothing. I know you. I know you do. <laughs> um, supplication, and uh, let's go over let's go over the order uh, that we've talk about I think that's I want to address this um, if there's anybody out there that's looking for a uh, a new guideline of prayer I know there's there's guidelines that I pray uh, I use the tabernacle prayer um, uh, there's I mean there's there's a, there's the there's the, the pillar prayer there's there's different there's different guidelines of prayer that we can go by uh, and we discuss yeah, we are going to discuss that in future episodes yeah, we'll discuss we're gonna break down um, I know for a fact that we're gonna break down the uh, tabernacle plan, because uh, you can go pretty deep in that, and I think it's very good content. Uh, but one of the things that uh, we we did discuss was if we were going to do a prayer format, or how we was going to discuss this. And the reason why I know this is very simple, uh, but you can see we've already taken up almost an hour of time just talking about these these simple subjects of prayer uh, because it's so important. But we decided to go. In the in the in the way of repentance first, thanksgiving, intercession, and supplication. Uh, 
and the reason why we chose those in, in that order, and I'll go over those again. If, if, if you want to write those down, uh, you can pause it right here at this part and uh, grab a pen and paper and write these down. You can go buy these. But repentance first, thanksgiving, intercession, and supplication. Um, and what we do is first, this is getting into the presence of God. And you'll hear us, uh, we'll expound on these later on. Uh, but we're repenting. Because like we uh, we stated earlier, until we repent for ourselves, we can't help lead nobody else to repentance. And so we're going to repent before God. And so we're going to make sure that our heart's in a place to where we can touch God's heart and have communication between our heart and His, because that's what prayer truly is. And so that starts with repentance. And so we're going to repent first every time. Every time I go to pray in my personal prayer time, mm -hmm. I repent. I always start with repentance. Because the heart and the mind of a man is wicked and we don't know we do not know and even though i may seem you know in myself i don't think i've done anything wrong mate one of my actions might have offended somebody uh one of you know something i said it might be un unintentional there's something i might have said tonight that offended somebody and you know and i, I will repent in my time of prayer uh but i repent preparing myself after i leave repentance I thank God, and I spend time thanking Him. I don't rush past that. I I, I spend time thanking God, because um, and, and, that's very important. We went over that tonight. That's very important. It's more than just telling God you're thankful, but just lingering in His presence, showing Him that you're willing to take the time to express your thankfulness goes so much further with God. Uh, and then intercession. Intercession is putting somebody else and you can tell in these ways of repentance uh and and, and thanksgiving and in, now intercession not one of these modes of prayer not one of these channels of prayer have we ever brought up our needs we've never brought up anything to do with our needs right. repentance is the closest thing we've done praying for ourselves and that's just preparing our heart that's pulling your heart. True repentance is telling God the deep things and the hidden things of your heart. Revealing to God what he already knows. Just breaking your pride, being humble, telling God, God, I'm nothing. You know, And so you're not praying for yourself. You're exposing yourself. And so you expose yourself in repentance. You express your love and thankfulness to God with thanksgiving. And now you're going into intercessory to where you can help pray for somebody else. You're being, you're being a mediator for somebody else. And then after you've moved past that, now we're going to supplication. Uh, we discussed um, uh, one of the, the root words of supplication has a meaning. You, what's the root of that word? Uh, do you want to put that out there? Do you want to? I know you wrote that down. Oh, I just put a it. it of what I got was humbly asked to provide. So what you're doing there uh, is you're 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 bringing your needs up before God, uh, your supplications before God, uh, and so this uh, is where that humility. This is where humility. This is why you go through all the steps that you go through, because if you jump straight down into prayer, uh, with a with a like we just read with Hezekiah, you he brought up supplication first. And, and skipped plumb over Thanksgiving, and that brought the wrath of God. But when you go through the breaking process of repentance, Thanksgiving, and intercessory, now you're in a place now, after you've went through all that, 
by the, the things that you thought that you needed and the things that you thought you had to bring up before God, when by the time you go through those three levels of prayer, by the time you do get to uh, supplication, you realize there's not you're blessed. There's not too much more that God could give you. Then you start bringing up your needs, your immediate needs, because then your mind's going to get turned off the things. Because when you, I'm telling you, when you start getting tapping into intercessory prayer, it makes you not even want to go to supplication. It makes you not even want to bring up yourself. Uh, because you realize that, you know, you've got it a lot better than a lot of people. But when you go into supplication, after you went through the breaking process, God is more prone to hear your prayer and answer your supplication after you went through the breaking process of repentance, thanksgiving, and intercession because you've put yourself last. Humility goes so far with God. Yeah. And so supplication is the immediate prayers that you need. I know in Luke, the 18th chapter, uh, the first five verses here tells a little story uh, of the, the little widow woman that came before a uh, city judge. And uh, he, he said that he feared not God and neither regarded man. But the little widow woman came up to him seeking justice. He, she cried and for, for, for him to avenge her. And uh, she kept on and she kept on because she was in immediate need. It was a, it was a, a moment of supplication. And even though she didn't go to God, she went to this judge. She kept on and she kept on and she kept on with, with her need. Until finally, in verse 5, it says, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Mm -hmm. It, and it's not, see, the continuing coming moved the judge. But the desperate cry of, of one of God's children is what moves him. Uh, right. There's the memorial prayer that uh, Brother Jonathan mentioned. Uh, but when you go into supplication, there's a, there's a scripture, and I wish I could call it off the top of my head, but in the Old Testament, to where the, the, the idea of the scripture, he says that he heard my prayer, before I ever prayed him, he answered my prayers as I prayed him. Um, and so it's not that God don't know what you need of, what, what you have need of, but it's when you start expressing it through supplication. I believe Brother Josh Heron has a message uh, called When My Supplication Gets a Voice. Powerful message, good message. Uh, God knows what you have need of. God knows what troubles you. God knows the desires of your heart. But when you put a voice behind it, Mm -hmm. and you put a voice of humility behind it, it gets God's attention, and God answers. Because God, and, I, and I'm not preaching no prosperity message, but, but God don't want to see his children beg for crumbs, and, and God don't want to see his children suffer and struggle. But God also don't want to see his children full of pride. And so when you go through these four modes that we just broke down here, and I encourage anybody, if you're having trouble with breakthroughs in your prayer, if you're having trouble praying at all, pray these little these, these four simple uh, channels of prayer. And when you get to supplication, do this. I challenge you. I feel right now, I challenge you. If anybody's listening to me right now, go through these four channels of prayer. Put yourself last. Bring up your immediate need in the time of supplication 
and see if God don't move. See yeah. if God don't move. I feel it right now. Somebody just go through those four channels of prayer. And if you'll do it with an open heart and with a heart of humility, God will move when it comes time for supplication. Amen. I believe we're running out of time. We are. Uh, with that being said, look, we're going to end in a word of prayer. I'm going to get Billy Dakota to pray over this. But listen, if there's anybody out there that's broken, that you know you don't feel you feel worthless, you feel like like you just don't mean nothing, nobody. Let me tell you something: a broken crayon still color. You're not, you know God's not done with you yet. You there's still hope. If you're alive, if you're breathing, there's still hope. So don't ever give up hope. Just know that there's two people sitting at this table right now and other people that's hearing this, that we love you and we are praying for you. <clears throat> and we're going to end in the word of prayer and we're going to dismiss this and then we will close it out. And till the next time. Amen. Real quickly. God, God, we ask you, Lord, just to let these words be an encouragement. Lord, we ask you, Lord, just to let this little bit of teaching that's come from, from, from nobody, from nothing, Lord, because we're nothing. God, let these words that's been spoken tonight, God, with your word, God, with your anointing, go out, Lord. God, prick the hearts of men. God, you said that the foolishness of preaching, God, it confounded the wise. God, I'm asking you, Lord, just to let this, what many people would call foolish and simple ministry, God, let it go out, Lord, and prepare a way for your word, God. God, that a seed will be planted, Lord. God, let this word go out, God, and strengthen and encourage your, your children, God, your people. God, I ask you, Lord, just to keep your hands upon them, God, God, until the next message comes out of this podcast in jesus name we pray amen amen all right everybody that's men of warfare podcast glad you could join us on this tonight uh join back next time we're gonna go through the tabernacle prayer and until then we love y'all and god bless